Hello guys, today I'm taking you over to the Middle East, Israel Tel Aviv, the land of pristine blue ocean, many spices, Jesus sandals and of course hummus to visit my dear friend Haggai to see what he's got to teach us when it comes to living your authentic life and mindfulness during his time in Wu Wei Shu Temple as a Kung Fu fighter. So hey Haggai, thank you so much for having us over here. How are you going lately? Hey, Nyongi, what's up? Everything's good. Shalom, shalom to everybody who's listening. <laughs> shalom to you great. too. So you? what's been going on? It's been a very long time um, since we've seen each other. Yeah, we're actually right in the middle of the pandemic. Like we are in deep, deep in the pandemic right now. Um, mm -hmm. So all the country is kind of closed. Everybody is kind of in quarantine in their, in their cities and villages. And yeah. uh, everything everything's closed so you know just uh just oh. chilling at home i guess it's just like how it is with the global pandemic hey like things are a bit slow right now but um yeah since we're here um visiting you in tel aviv yeah. tell us about your lovely city so you know when things are you know running back to normal like you know what kind of like uh, significance or i guess interesting places that you'll like to, us to go to or visit you when we're there well, um, so I rent an apartment in Tel Aviv. Uh, I've been living there for about two years, working as a graphic designer in Tel Aviv in, a, in an agency. And mm -hmm. Tel Aviv is actually such a cool city, to be honest. Uh, there is so many things to do. Like we got one of the most beautiful beaches in the world. Yeah, um, you can see some of the beautiful photos. The, yeah, the ocean is so pristine, like holy crap. Yeah, it's right on the coastline. Um, yeah. Just like the whole uh, west side of Israel. And yeah. the weather is great all time, all year. Um, this Do you city... have four seasons as well? Like, is it like, uh, you know, you have your winter, autumn, spring, or oh, is it yeah, mainly yeah. like warm all year round? Definitely, definitely. But because we're in the Middle East, you know, and we're kind of oh, yeah. south. So, you know, we have like a pretty short uh, winter and mostly we have like spring and summer and humidity, oh, a lot of humidity. But if you guys yeah. like to surf, then that's the place to do that. Oh, very nice. I'll have to touch up my surfing skills while I'm down there next time. Definitely, definitely. You're the, you're the Australian girl. You guys all know, I know. From, you guys all know I that. I don't catch waves, but, you know, not in Adelaide, <laughs> but definitely need to brush it up when I'm there. Definitely. And um, Tel Aviv is considered actually to be like a mini Berlin, you know, and like it's kind of like the hipster city. There's lots of clubs and lots of like music. Uh, okay, a, a great nice. music scene, indie music scene, and mm -hmm. lots of pubs, lots of, um, you know, this is really like like the travelers, backpackers uh, city. Backpackers town, right? Yeah. yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, like, I've only learned that because, you know, throughout my backpacking, I met so many Israelis and yeah, you guys love to travel, you know, because um, like, I guess I don't meet many Israelis, you know, back in Australia because we're quite far away. But yeah, like once I started traveling, everyone's just like, yeah, you know, after the army, we're just out there. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, tell us um, a bit more about the the, the culture and like the religion um, within, um, I guess, Israel. Well, um, so we are Israelis. Uh, it's the only Jewish country in the whole world. Uh, the majority... Yep 
of people living here, of the uh, civilians, are Jewish mm-hmm. in various degrees of faith. You know, there is like Catholic, not Catholic, but I mean, like, you know, um, more religious types and less religious types mm-hmm. uh, and non, you know, and uh, also non-believers. Um, I myself, I'm not religious, but, you know, we do celebrate uh, the holidays yeah. uh, because that's always nice to celebrate with uh, your family. Actually, today is the evening of Sukkot. Um, Sukkot, okay. What yeah. kind of, um, fest- I guess, ceremonial festival is that? Oh, basically, you're supposed to build like a square tent and square you're tent? supposed to eat and sleep in it for like seven days. And you celebrate that to symbolize how the Israelis, Israelites uh, walked from Egypt to the land of Israel oh. in the Bible. And oh, they, yeah, yeah. you know, because they were traveling, then they slept in these Sukkot, which is very easy yeah. to um, to construct. You know, it's just like... Okay, yeah. And where do you construct these um, pens? Is it like in the backyard or like within the home, like a little fortress? How does it look like? <laughs> um, it's kind of <laughs> like... <laughs> it's kind of like a square. Like, you, there, there is all kind of ways to build it. But I guess like you take okay. four like support panels uh, you make like a square and then you take uh, kind of like a sheet and just oh, go yeah. around and then um, there is a certain tree that we use uh, kind of like a palm tree if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. and you cut off the branches and you put it on top and then you mm-hmm. have like this kind of nice uh, tent thing and yes you're supposed to sleep in it and eat in it and you know I'm not uh religious or anything like that so we just do it for fun you know (laughs) very nice because i think i love beers with it it. (laughs) (laughs) a six pack you know just have a little like you know tent party slumber party yeah 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 yeah. that's what what i do with my friends we just uh get the playstation out and we put it there and we, we play some uh you know games and drink and you know it's great i i feel like um yeah, you have a lot of like, you know, festivities back at home because I know that speaking to you Too last many. week, you were explaining to me that you had, um, what was that? Uh, Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, yeah. It's a um, fasting day, yes. Fasting day, yeah, yeah. And you said that that's like one of the biggest kind of like, um, I guess, uh, ceremonies that you have per year. And it's like there's yes. certain kind of like uh, rules that you, or the things that you can't do <laughs> in that day. Can you explain again? Yes, yes. Uh, so... I'm Jewish and I was born here and honestly mm-hmm. I can't even remember all the holidays we have during the year. It's just crazy. <laughs> it's like people every come weekend. here. It like it. Yeah, I, I love it because I tell you why. Because every holiday that we have, like it's all revolving around food, you know, around oh, dinners and around food, except for Yom Kippur, which is like a fasting day, but all the yeah, rest is like completely you opposite. And you can eat. No food. Yes. <laughs> And uh, even like foreigners who come here, they're like shocked because like every month we have a different holiday. They're like, mm-hmm. what, what? You guys have vacation from work again? Vacation from school again? Like, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> you know, so many. That is the life. I mean, yeah, you got to celebrate good things in life. Take a break once in a while, you know? And um, yes. it seems like you guys celebrate so well. Like, oh, the, the food pictures and everything that you send through. I'm like literally f- frothing every single time like you guys yeah. have good food <laughs> <laughs> yes and, and about Yom Kippur it's uh, actually one of the most uh, important days in uh, the Jewish religion 
it's basically a fasting day like you don't eat don't uh drink don't watch tv don't use like electronics don't Mm -hmm. you know uh use your computer whatever you can't even turn off and on your light switch because it's like using electricity so you know it's more it's more of like a day to chill with your friends play some monopoly and you know yeah and and uh, sleep and uh that's basically to ask forgiveness from god Mm -hmm. for all the sins or bad things that you did during the year you know so you're kind of like punishing yourself to cleanse yourself you know oh i see i see okay that's a very interesting concept it's it's very challenging it's like 24 hours oh yeah i would imagine yeah yeah (laughs) like because you know every single month you're so used to you know feasting on a big feast oh yeah Oh, yeah. When it comes to this day, if you like, come you here for any other holiday, cut it out. Like, <laughs> cut, cut this I'll one? make yeah, sure to I, go I, on I, the other I mean, months, not Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I stock, I stock on delicious things to eat during this holiday. Yeah. But you mm-hmm. know, for example, my dad or like people who are more uh, religious or traditional, you know, then <laughs> yeah. they have to suffer through this day. Um, oh, yeah, I know but, because. Yeah, we were just laughing about it. Like, you know, everyone in your family were going through it last week and you were just like, oh, yeah, yeah I was no. chilling. I'm not, I'm not doing just... this stupid stuff. Come on. <laughs> Me and God you are, know, like, chill. Had a beer next to you and everything like that. So how does your family react to it? Are they, like, kind of, like, um, oh. I guess, a bit mad that you're not, like, joining in? Or they're just like, oh, yeah, you know, it's just tagging. <laughs> You'll be fine. No, 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 no. <laughs> because, well, my family is not religious. My dad is a little bit traditional, but, you know, okay. not too much. I mean, he drives on Saturday and he, like, you know, it's not like he does everything that the religion dictates. So, you know. Yeah. And I live in a village, so this is not a religious area or whatever. So everything's okay. chill. My favorite, yeah, yeah. my favorite uh, uh, lunch is a cheeseburger with bacon. So everything's cool. I'm a great, <laughs> I'm a great Jew, by the way. <laughs> Me and God yes, are fine. You are. You're an amazing <laughs> person. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of people don't know this. Um, is that uh, you did mention that Tel Aviv is like one of the top three friendliest towns for like the LGBT community in the world. So yeah, yes. give us a bit more insight into that. I thought that was like um, something new. I didn't know this. Well, um, a lot of people who've never been to Israel think of Israel is a very religious country mm. because like yeah. what they and see in the news. Yeah, 100%. It's, mm-hmm. it's, act- it's actually not like that. Like most Israelis, I'd say the majority are not religious. Maybe mm-hmm. they're a bit traditional, but like not religious or orthodox or something yeah. like that. And mm-hmm. that's what really makes Israel like a country of diversity. You know, we have ultra, mm. uh, orthodox and religious people. And then we have like non-religious people. And we actually have a very big uh, gay community. You know, yeah. I actually have uh, two uh, cousins yeah. who are like their brothers. And they're yeah. both gay, you know, so it's oh. kind of like, it's kind of common. And in Tel yeah. Aviv, every year, there is a very big uh, international pride parade. Like people, mm-hmm. like even um, travelers from all over the world come to this pride parade. And, you know, know I think it's, yeah. yeah, it's super cool. Do you have you heard mean, of like um, Karma Gras, like in Australia? Karma Gras, like how that day, it's like pride 
parade as well. So they like dress up, you know, uh, yeah, 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 celebrate yeah. the day. Is yeah, it like yeah, that? yeah, yeah. They go yeah. all over the city with their trucks and you know party yeah. and play music and it's pretty awesome. I've I've actually went oh, to the last uh, pride parade uh, yeah. last year before the pandemic and yeah, mm-hmm. it was really nice, you know, just to go yeah. there and see and you know it's really uh, it's a really cool thing and. You know, not not every city in Israel is so open, but mm-hmm. let's say like Tel Aviv is the most open city to that. Like yeah, it's, it's um, like a holiday in uh, Tel Aviv. And actually, we do have it in other cities as well, like Jerusalem and Haifa and okay. uh, Ashdod. Yeah. So just smaller, you know, not as big as in Tel Aviv. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's so lovely to hear that you know, like uh, it's becoming yeah. so accepting amongst like you know um, many countries and communities. People are celebrating, especially it. in the Middle um, East. That's not a yeah, given. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I was kind of like um, shocked because you know, like you said, people do have a certain kind of like um, ideology of you know how certain or stereotypes of like different cultures. And for me, like I thought, well, yeah, um, Israelis were more religious and a bit more conservative but when you know I met you and you told me about all these interesting facts it really like just wowed me you know yeah um, I mean I, I was traveling in the Southeast Asia and I met some yeah. I think it was some Germans or something and they said well isn't your whole country like a desert like with camels and whatever <laughs> and I'm like well we, we do have desert and we do have camels but just, like you know oh no and you know what's funny like um it's like with australia when people meet me they're like oh my god it's so dangerous there and like everything kills you there (laughs) and i was like we have civilian you know we're quite developed you know you don't have snakes like coming out of the toilet hole every single day in every household you know really i watched some videos so (laughs) oh yeah well that's the thing you know that's all in the outback but it's just so funny that um i think yeah, people tend to have stereotypes and don't get me wrong. I think it's just like part of human nature. We like to categorize things and make things simpler, like simpler for us. Um, but it's just funny, you know, it's just really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and um, I guess, you know, apart from when I met, you know, a lot of Israelis during my travel, you guys love your Jesus sandals. Like everyone oh, had this stylish Jesus sandals. What do you call them? Like, this is brand. Do you call them Jesus sandals? Jesus sandals. I never heard that one. Really? Oh, I don't know. Well, I mean, they look like Jesus sandals. It's like oh. you guys all had Jesus sandals. It's like, like know, a new trend, what... like a fashion trend, or something is going on right yeah, now. Yeah, it's like a. Yeah, it's like because you can wear it for like hikes and. Yeah, you you What's can wear brand? it. For... It's called. Um... Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, oh. I can hear you. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, it's a bit. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. called uh, Shorish sandals. Uh, Shorish. Uh, it yeah. means uh, root sandals. So mm-hmm. this is the like the most commonly used uh, sandals in Israel. So if like you travel <laughs> abroad or whatever, or even here in Israel, you see everybody wearing those. And that's uh, the thing. I started to pick up the the trend as well. I was like, oh, definitely they're Israelis. You know, Jesus sandals. Like, I bet you one hundred I never heard that one. That's that's a new one for me. <laughs> well, I guess I'm being a little stereotypical right now. Hey, um, and I know apart from like your fashion trend, like the one thing that you have most pride in is your that's, hummus. I know you kept banging on Jesus and talking sandals, about your hummus. Me. 
that the Jesus sandals uh-huh. is how we recognize uh, recognize other Israelis when we travel abroad. Like yes. when I was traveling I mean... in, in Vietnam, that's how I recognize other Israelis. It's kind of like with <laughs> how dogs like recognize each other with smell. So Israelis recognize each other through the sandals. Like you it, see it, another person wearing those and you're like, hey, Yachim, what's going on? What are you doing here? Like, what's up? You know? <laughs> where, for, where are you from? That is so true. Yeah. And I started picking it up that too, you know, because I met so many Israelis too. Yeah, But yeah. hey, um, yeah. apart from your sandals, I mean, you guys have a lot of pride within your hummus. Like you oh, keep yeah. banging on about your freaking hummus. And I'm just like, how good is it really? I mean, I get hummus from, let's say, the grocery shops. And I mean, I no, love hummus. No, 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 like, no, no, no. You don't know what real hummus is. I'm like, what? <laughs> from the grocery stuff? No, 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 no. Yeah. That's, that's not true hummus. That's like a paste of, of evil. Of lies. <laughs> That's a paste of lies. We okay. have hummus made uh, freshly in the giant uh, pots. And it has yep. to be hot. And it has to be with egg. And it has to be with um, olive oil and mm-hmm. mushrooms and everything on top. Tahini. Yeah, we have, like, I'm sorry, like, I always say that, like, if everybody, anybody else from the Middle East is going to listen to this, I'm yeah. sorry, but Israel has the best hummus <laughs> I've ever tasted. I don't want to start any conflicts, but my God, it's just, yeah, you, you have to come here and try it. Like, everybody who's coming to Tel Aviv right now, you have to... Yeah. come here and try it this is like and, and that's the thing like I, i swear like even when we first met like you keep banging on about it i'm just like really how good is this hummus like honestly you're like young like honestly oh this God. is the best hummus you have in life like i'm not even kidding everybody everybody okay, just okay. know everybody mm-hmm. just needs to know that i sent you like uh with the pictures of tel aviv like besides them and the pictures yes. from like around the village and the country i sent you mm-hmm. a pic of hummus That's how much <laughs> it's important here. It has to be in the gallery for this conversation. I like, know. So, um, guys, if you're interested face, to just, know. Yeah. Yeah. Just so, guys, don't worry. I'll be um, putting up a photo of this beautiful hummus, you know, that yes. Hagi is so proud of. Frame it so on the wall. So, you can actually check it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, we are big on Arabic food. Uh, there is not really a thing as, like, Israeli food because we only have mm. existed for like about 73 four years yep um, so we just take uh, food from all around the Middle East like hummus shawarma falafel tahini uh, mostly Arabic food and of course because mm-hmm. a lot of uh, Jews came to Israel from different countries you know like uh, France and and uh, Poland and Germany oh. and Uh, Lots of diversity, yeah. Yeah, and Yemen. So we have like food from all over the world. Greek. Perfect, um, yeah. Yeah, so multi, multi, yeah, multi kitchen. That's incredible though, you know, and I guess you'll never get bored of all the variety that you have. (laughs) No, the only thing why you always have big feasts. Yeah, the only thing we lack and like you're going to laugh from this, the only thing we really lack is like Chinese food. Like, uh-huh. you can find it anywhere abroad, but not in Israel, because we don't have a big Chinese Ooh. community. So well, like, maybe that's know. a business idea there, Hagi. Just giving you some um, yeah. inspiration. <laughs> you know, they teach, like, you know, to well, grow. Yeah. <laughs> you can YouTube how yeah, to make, I, you know, I'm, Chinese I'm, food. 
business venture right here. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm um, thinking like uh, noodles with hummus. Fried noodles <laughs> with hummus. Do you know what? I'm pretty sure that would be a hit. I'm just saying anything hummus is going to sell. <laughs> it sounds like that. Yes. <laughs> hummus ice cream. Hummus, oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, yes. Toothpaste. I don't know. Hummus. Hair gel, hummus, everything, yeah. right? Yeah, Ma- uh, I think hummus is mouth water. Well. You, you know the market. You did your, you know. I'm pretty yeah. sure whatever it is is gonna be great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, another thing that I found really interesting was um, when we we met, uh, you kind of explained to me that you know after you finish high school, um, a lot of people don't know this is that um, Israelis have to you know go into the army for let's say a couple of years. Yes. Um, it's, Yes. So, yeah, give us a um, like a full insight into, you know, the process and I guess why is the reason that has to happen or like you have to go into the army? Right. So um, basically because we are a small country, you know, like um, only like around nine million people and very small. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we have a lot of enemy countries around us. Um, we uh, like... Everybody, it's mandatory here to go to the army. For boys, mm-hmm. it's for three years. And for girls, it's usually between two and three years. Depends on the position. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, so basically, you finish high school. And once you're 18, you get drafted to the army. And you do all kind of tests so that the army can see where you fit, uh, uh, fit the best. So some okay, people yeah. go to the airport, Air Force. Some people go to the Navy. Some people go to infantry. So... Um, in a very young age, as 18, um, you mm-hmm. just like you get out of school, of high school, you're basically yeah. still a kid. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you have to start taking orders from a commander. You have to, you know, start, uh, you know, you have to wear the uniform and, and mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, practice for a lot of hours, train yeah. uh, anybody, everybody in his position. Uh, I was placed in the Air Force. I was doing something, uh, well, I can't talk about it a lot, but just let's say something with um, gathering data and cyber. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like you go through rigorous training first, and that's really what Mm -hmm. makes you shape your personality, you know, more into adulthood, because all of a sudden you have all this, um responsibility yeah responsibility on on your your shoulders and yeah definitely Mm. and like you know it's it's your time to yeah because i do remember you saying that like um even though this is like a a big kind of like responsibility to take on straight after high school like um a lot of you guys like mature quickly but it's also a fun experience because all of your friends are all going through it so in a way it's a very um collective you know you 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 said that it wasn't forceful but it's just more of like yeah you know your i guess uh your duties but at the same time you're also enjoying the time doing it together with your your friends that also doing it Yes, yes. And mm. also you meet a lot of new people in the army. That's really what's oh, right. interesting because I come from a village yeah. originally. And, yeah. you know, what I have like all my friends are from villages around me or from my village. So I never yeah. really met like, for example, uh, religious people, yeah. you know, and really connected with them. Or mm-hmm. we have, you know, Ethiopians here, Russians, wow. uh, all kind of different uh that's minorities so... or descent you know yeah. uh mm-hmm. the ruse 
the Rus yeah. uh, go to the army. They are a different religion entirely than yeah. uh, Israelis, and they live here, and they mm. also so like it's a big mix of of people, yeah. you know, mixing mm. all around, and that really creates a lot of very unique bonds that you mm -hmm. probably won't be able to have if you just stayed in your city or in your area right. or yeah. with your friends. So, and you know, like you said, everybody suffers together, you know? So <laughs> I learned you that all get suffering... together at the end too. You all get yeah. like in a big muscle by the end of this, you know, strong as and everything. Yeah. You know, everybody hates the commander together. Everybody gets grounded <laughs> together. Everybody does yeah. push-ups together. So like everybody yeah. has become friends, become brothers. And this is why in the yeah. army we use the term achi and achoti means my brother or my sister. Oh, very nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, it sounds like um like kind of like boarding school, right? You like go away to these camps for a couple of years and you go through all this training and yeah, you go back home. Is that right? Or you can choose to extend it? Uh yeah, definitely you can choose to extend it. And also mm -hmm. you can go be an officer if you want. Like, you know, you have to do some tests and all all of that. Yeah. But that means that you actually become like a army worker, like a state worker, mm -hmm. you know, works in the army, uh, yeah. as opposed to, you know, mandatory service, which is your three years for boys and two years for girls. Um, mm -hmm. And you can definitely do that. And yeah, yeah I mean, that's really something like, you end up doing things that you never thought that an 18 year old kid can do, you know, like yeah. I was doing all this cyber stuff. My little sister was a tank uh, driving I instructor. Know. I was so impressed when you told me that, like, yeah, my sister was driving a tank. Like nobody yeah. wants to mess with her. I'm like, whoa, what a she, bad ass. <laughs> she has a driving license for a car and for a tank. And sometimes yeah. she drives her car like she drives a tank. It's very <laughs> unsafe because she runs over everything. <laughs> yeah, probably you should warn everybody when she's on the road. I mean, <laughs> yes, it's completely yes. different, but uh, how empowering. <laughs> Especially when um, she backs up, when she drives like in reverse. That's like, yeah. Jesus Christ, like, good luck, man. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> like, I hope you have car insurance, okay? <laughs> yes, <laughs> she thinks she thinks the car can jump over everything, like, the tanks. You oh, know, my tanks God. Jump, but, <laughs> you know, not family cars. That's so incredible. Um, so and, you, um, yeah. I think it's just like a very interesting that when we met as well, you also uh, kind of expressed the sense that um, you had that expectation from your dad because he was in the army. He is, has a, he's a commander, right? Commander. So he's quite high up um, status wise. So there was a bit of pressure in terms of like, you know, um, meeting his expectations, but you, you somehow overcome that as well. Um, so yeah, tell us a bit more about that. I do remember it was some, something really big that you had to kind of go through when we met um, during our backpacking. Yes, definitely. Well, when, when I was uh, first being drafted to the army, I was supposed mm -hmm. to go to uh, infantry position, like, yep. you know, um, which is where my dad was. My dad was in the Israeli commando in the Navy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, which is basically like the Marines or the SEALs, you know, if you compare it to America. And mm -hmm. after that, he went to the Israeli FBI and became uh, very high up there, like a you know big, big Damn. boss. And yeah, yeah that, <laughs> that's totally something you know that I heard all my life. Like always be like your dad, and it always yeah. like creates expectations for you. Yeah. Also, because I'm the only boy out of mm -hmm. uh, three girls, and then me. Yeah. 
um so it's like it's kind of expected usually for the boys to follow in their father's footsteps yeah Mm -hmm. um i was starting to do that actually and then i got injured uh before Mm -hmm. the army right before i uh, started my service and that's why i couldn't go to an infantry position so i was sent to the cyber thing and Mm -hmm. yeah i mean um first it was very difficult for me to accept that um but i also realized that i'm a very different person than my dad is my dad is very Mm -hmm. like you know he he does things yeah he's more stern and he you know he doesn't I consider myself a more like artistic person, more like a, mm-hmm. you know, spiritual person. I mean, I yeah. draw and and um, I travel and you know I'm yeah, kind of you're more very adventurous. Yeah, yeah. very adventurous, <laughs> adventurous and more on the spiritual side, and that's why I feel yeah. you know like I I can't be like him, and I don't think I mm-hmm. want to be like him. You know, I'm. It was so when, difficult. When was it like? Yeah, when were did you have to have that conversation with him? I know that it was, you know, a heavy weight um that was on your shoulders, but you said that you somehow were able to get him to come around with like your your decision with coming uh, you know, graphics designer, you know, and, and you're doing amazing at graphics design, by the way. So yeah, <laughs> like how how did the conversation go and everything? Um well my family was always very supportive supportive mm-hmm. um mostly because my mom like i'm very similar to my mom so it's not like it came out of oh. nowhere that i'm not mama's like boy. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm, def- I'm definitely a mama's boy and the funny thing is that my little sister is way more like my my dad so, That's so funny. You know, at yeah. least he has that yeah, yeah. Well, she's like driving tanks man i'm pretty <laughs> yeah 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 she's yeah. she's more of a you know stern like him and um i mean he That's was very like accepting that. he always told me like you have to do what you want to do and you have to be what you want yeah. to be it's mm-hmm. kind of more like of my thing you know you always feel uh, like you don't want to disappoint, disappoint. your parent yeah. or feel mm-hmm. you know like you're less than than he is you know i know and i mean it's such a, a common kind of like a mentality to have you know and i think it's just like you know coming from like um my background vietnamese background there is this expectation where you have to get you know really good grades you know become a doctor if you're not a doctor you're a delinquent or something you know i told Um, you that in america is the same for jewish mothers that's like either a doctor or a lawyer like engineer uh dentist or uh just a pharmacist like you know the highly regarded uh, professions and um i think like i've always had this mentality that yeah i need to just you know get all you know, these degrees or, you know, buy a house and settle down by a certain age and, you know, have all this wealth by, let's say, by 30. So it's like a very um, societal kind of like, um, I guess, uh, expectation. So, yeah, I totally get where you're coming from. And, you know, I thought it was uh, very restricted within like just the Vietnamese community. But, you know, going traveling, meeting you guys, like you guys also, are, you know, have to go through that as well or like have those cultural expectations. I find yes. it's quite universal. Hey, I think that yeah. a lot of people that travel for a long time mm. are, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say running away from yeah. this thing, would... but definitely like postponing it, you know, they want to be yeah, free. Yeah, for sure. They want to live their life. You know? mm, and that's the thing it's a like when I started backpacking it was a really 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 big step for me like getting out of my comfort zone and just dropping all that kind of expectations and I guess um, kind of like uh, old beliefs systems that I had yeah. 
um, because before that I was like man I can't do this this was more of like my long-term plan you know like um, you know going backpacking and like you know moving abroad to a different country that was more of a long-term plan rather than just be like hey you know what um, I'm just gonna like drop everything and just go and leave yeah. And um, I think it was like one of the best decisions ever. I mean, my dad yes. was obviously kind of shocked about it. He's just like, what? Like, why can't you be like your friends? You know, like um, they're starting to invest. Like, you know, one of your mates are having two kids already popping out some little minion. <laughs> and like, what about you? Like, you know, like, oh, you know, are you going to be serious about your future and everything like that? And my mom also um, was thinking about that too. She thinks that like, you know, I'm gallivanting around the world, you know, smoking darts, breaking hearts. And I'm like, <laughs> But I'm just like, no, like, this is uh, what I want, you know, and uh, I am curious about the world. I'm curious about learning and just not kind of sticking, like, restricting myself to just in a small city. I know there's so many opportunities out there and people to meet. And, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, after a while, like, you know, expressing that to him, like, he's so supportive now. And, and like you said, you know, uh, parents are always are going to be accepting. But it, it's, it is like that kind of... Um, I guess uh, mentality you have, uh, that mindset that you think that you're not living up to their standards. So it yes. kind of feels like, yeah, disappointing. I totally get it. And uh, yeah, like it's yeah. It, at the end of the day, like nowadays he's like, he's so happy. He's just like, well, you know, as long as you're healthy, you've got a roof over your head mm-hmm. and, you know, you're not broke or living in a shoebox. And, um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I think, you know, of course they come from a different era. And yeah, that's they totally, also yeah. you said he came from Vietnam, which was, mm. you know, I, I suppose it was in ruins after the war and everything. And yeah. it was very important to him to go to Australia, very, and, very you know, much. have a job and yeah. have money and have a house and, you know, all those mm-hmm. things. But, you know, I think this generation, like mm-hmm. our generation is a generation that looks at their parents and like yep. what their parents sacrificed to be where they are like not not that it's a bad thing because they do have a house and they do have uh, kids and everything and money and whatever but like we look at that and we're like I mean that's nice but I don't feel Mm -hmm. that this is what's gonna make me happy you know when I was traveling and I was traveling alone like for about 11 months in Southeast Asia Mm -hmm. of course I met people you know during on the way and whatever but yeah. I was so happy. I was like, that's like I the know. happiest time in my life. No worries. It's like, no. It's a feeling of freedom. Hey, like yes. you just like let go, surrendering. And yes. I think I, that's how I felt too. Like, you know, finally just letting go or being in control of things that, you know, you think you need to control in your life. Yes. Um, yeah. No stupid boss, no stupid rules, no stupid feelings about mm-hmm. like whether I'm good enough or like what what is my dad yeah. thinking or where should I be in life right now how much yeah, money yeah. should I have how much how many kids I just like my dad yeah. had like my first like my oldest sister when he was 23 and my yeah. mom was like 22 or something like 21 or something like that yeah. and he's mm-hmm. like I can't even imagine that like I I was so happy traveling just like living my life and going I to know. the temple that we, we will talk about uh, yeah. soon, I guess. And, yeah. you know, just like living this life. I mean, I was yeah, like being like in I'm the moment. I think life. it's so hard in today's yes. day and age. Like, you know, you get so immersed in, let's say, what society thinks of you or, you know, being faced with expectations. Yeah. That what car do you have? What phone do you have? 
Yeah. And it's so true. Like I I used to have a lot of, I guess, anxiety because I wasn't happy or ever felt content or happy of where I was in life because I always forget to be in the moment. And from backpacking, it actually taught me to be like, you know what, surrender, take a breath, you know, enjoy this beautiful sunset that you've hiked, you know, at 5 a.m. to get to to see. (laughs) Um, I mean, yeah, or like um, sunrise, sorry, on sunsets. And, you know, just basically getting lost, have no idea where I'm going, you know, like when Google Maps kind of like fails me, I'm like, okay, I'll just try to navigate my way around, like try to speak to a local. And it's just like that feeling of, you know, just being there, you know, it, it, it does really, really does help to just kind of like, help you just breathe hey I think it's just yeah. so hard to do that and um yeah I mean I, I've started meditation I was tell, talking to you about and it's really helped me to kind of practice to be in the moment and you know recognize that I'm, when I'm feeling a bit unaligned and how to realign and yeah like yeah. it's just a common common kind of like issue that you know we do go through these days yes well the whole the whole western society you know the whole western society these days like everybody is stressed you know everybody is Mm -hmm. like they have their paranoias and and whatever and they forget about like the small things about like going you know traveling and seeing the world and Mm -hmm. i have a few friends that like after the army so if we go back to the army why do you see everybody all the israelis travel over over the the world (laughs) after three years in the army you have to go clean your head somewhere and that's why you see everybody like we want after being stuck in the country for so long we want these you know life experiences and different places and people i never thought i'll meet places that i I never thought i'd see yeah, yeah, yeah. I, those small things in life that we forget in this culture, you know, I know. of yeah, money yeah, for and, sure. and, and yeah. all that shit. So, yeah. And it's true. I mean, like everyone has different values and whatnot, and we have to be respectable of that. Like, let's say if, you know, I'm um, creating wealth or, you know, uh, I think having a high status or whatnot is everyone has different values and that's completely fine. But um, I think it's just sometimes that we do let, let's say, cultural expectations or you know um, societal expectation does kind of really like you know draw you away from who what you really want to do or being authentic I feel Um, but yeah we're all learning we're all getting through that you know everyone's on their own paths and that's the beautiful thing about it you know like we're also different in in the way we think and how we value things and yeah it makes it interesting hey yeah I I think that you know in today in today's Mm. culture there's a lot of what I call fake happiness like, if I'll mm-hmm. buy this new iPhone, like, that will make me happy. If I'll buy this new beautiful car, that will make me happy. Like, yeah, I don't, I, that's not true happiness. You know, that's happiness for, like, yeah. two weeks. True happiness is yeah. when you feel, you know, great when you wake up every morning because you're doing what yeah. you love. And that's why I you know, want to encourage everybody who's listening to this, not right now in the yeah. pandemic, but definitely after this corona shit is over. Um, if you haven't done that already, go travel, go anywhere. Yeah. You know, My I recommend Southeast Asia because it's cheap yeah. and beautiful. It's cheap. Yeah. People friendly and, it's, you know, you just got to have adventure. It's so like, yeah. diverse, you know, as well. But yeah. Something to remember. So like, um, you know, uh, I know this is uh, segueing away from that. Um, I found this so interesting. Like 
after you watch Kung Fu Panda, <laughs> you were inspired by Kung Fu Panda. Yes. You decided to make your way up um, this uh, Shaolin Temple. You know, it's been like a yes. few weeks there. So I just love that, you know, that experience that you, you know, told me about because I wanted to go there, but I ran out of time. So, yeah, tell me about you your time Shaolin Kung Fu Temple. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I was traveling um, through Vietnam. I got to North mm-hmm. Vietnam, and then I crossed the border by foot into China. I was traveling in Yunnan province, which is one of the most beautiful provinces in China. Uh, it's mm-hmm. very close to Tibet. So I got to a small oh, yeah. uh, town, small ancient town called Dali, D-A-L-I, which is just beautiful and amazing. It's a minority uh, town. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which one exactly. There's so many. Yeah. Um, so I stayed there for a couple nights and before I went on this trip, uh, my friend from Israel told me that 10 years ago, she's been traveling in China and she got to Dali and she found yeah. this really amazing, uh, small Kung Fu te- uh, temple that accepts, mm-hmm. uh, foreigners as trainees for Kung Fu and Tai Chi. <laughs> so I said, okay, I got to do that. <laughs> oh, man, so, so funny. Yeah. Yes. So like, so, how was like the, the, the journey to get there? I remember you telling me that it was quite hard, but yeah. It was. <laughs> well, the journey is, <laughs> journey is a part of the initiation to see if you can even get, you know, yeah. into this see temple. See if you can take it, it's yeah. Like, yeah, it's like in the forest, like in the, in the back of Dali. So you kind of like have to hike for a few kilometers. And I yeah. was, you know, you got to take your big bag, you know, your traveling bag and whatever. And I was mm-hmm. hiking and hiking and hiking. And finally, I got there. And yes, you, you pay a small fee uh, per mm-hmm. week, around the 500 RMB, um, yep. which is not a lot. It's less than when you travel. And mm-hmm. basically, uh, what you get for that is a small uh, room in the temple, mm-hmm. like that you can stay in your own room. Yeah and uh food three three times a day and you get Mm -hmm. to choose if you want to practice uh kung fu or tai chi or you can even mix it up like if you stay more than one week um so i stayed there for two weeks and i met uh like a group of uh, six foreigners besides me Mm -hmm. one more israeli and (laughs) (laughs) of course because israelis are everywhere and Literally, yeah. you can stay for however long you want. The Israeli guy yeah. I met was there for like three months. And oh, man. it's very <laughs> difficult because like after two weeks, I was already dead. Okay. I mean, like you, like you said that it was so such intense training. You did like eight yes. hours of training per day. And on like such, uh, I guess you simplified, uh, I guess your, your diet was a lot more simpler oh, because, yeah. you know, they eat vegetarian food up there. So I remember you just telling me that every morning you'll have to like run down to like the river or something and yes. grab a huge ass rock. And yes. like... So first off, I'll start by saying that there is no electricity there. So the oh room doesn't God. have electricity. So no phone, no reception. Um, you know, if you have a flashlight, that's great. <laughs> if you don't, yeah. then good luck. Um, and yeah, uh, you go to, you wake up and go to sleep by the temple's hours because there's no electricity. Mm-hmm. So in the night you go to sleep. So you, uh, you wake up at around 6 AM, you know, you, you mm-hmm. like you get dressed and everything. And then the first thing you do is you sprint 
and I mean sprint <laughs> in the cold, yeah. sprint down to the river. There's like a river uh, not too far away. You grab yeah. a rock, which is ha has to be flat and big, and you put it on your head, and you have to balance it all the way back to the um, to the temple. That's like the yeah. first um, warm up of the day, pretty much. Yeah. And, That's just warm up, guys. <laughs> yes, and the really cool thing about it that I think I mm -hmm. like I forgot to tell you last time. So, all the foreigners, all the trainees, do that, but mm. also there is like a group of people who lives in the temple who likes you know makes yeah. makes the food like women and stuff makes the food wow. whatever clean. Blah, blah. So they also yeah. do that in the morning. And so everyone does it. Okay. Yes. So it's like a communal yes. thing. Like you have to, that's the first thing that everyone has to do to get on with their day, right? Like yes. Kind of yes. momentum. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it's so difficult to balance it because my head is like an egg or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's cursed. Um, so, yeah. you know, it took me a while, but eventually you find ways to, <laughs> to do that. It, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, all the Kung Fu teachers there, or Tai Chi yep. teachers there. Basically, everybody there talks only Chinese because it's like <laughs> the type of places where nobody speaks English because it's kind of like yeah. a village area. Um, mm -hmm. So the really cool thing is like, so after breakfast, which you eat with the monks, it's super cool. Um, yep. You start your uh, day of training, which is about seven hours of training a day in Kung Fu. Mm -hmm. which is very difficult like jesus they cannot move after the week is over wait wait so and... like is do you know how like in movies they have like um that's when they portray shaolin or like um shaolin training is it like you're often kind of like conditioning and they you have to like hit rocks you know like punch bricks and stuff like that just to condition your body is it like that or is it more like that? <laughs> um over there i think they they took pity on us because you know we're okay. all foreigners who except for the one <laughs> Except for the one Israeli guy, him. we <laughs> we are not you know we did, never did kung fu before, so if we do that, we'll probably yeah. break our faces. Uh, <laughs> and they don't have a doctor, of course, or a clinic. And yeah. no, so basically, you you have like a, a teacher, and he yeah. shows you a kata. A kata is like a series, like a combo of moves that oh, every day. So yeah, I stay there for about two weeks. Every day he shows you about three new moves and then you practice mm -hmm. them and then you practice the whole kata together. Nice. And yeah, that's that's uh, eventually how you learn. And yeah. the really cool thing, the really funny thing is that, like I said, he doesn't speak any English and we don't speak any yeah. Chinese. So you <laughs> kind of have to communicate, you know, like in miming, you know, yeah. like he shows you how to do the fist. And then you do the fist wrong and then he's kind of angry at you so he'll like turn your fist and like tell you he can say like no 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 eat 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 yeah. run 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 that's what he says <laughs> hey at least he's got the basics down right <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> i i like it the best when he says eat 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 and not run 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 oh yeah yeah you know that that's a good time yeah because yes. <laughs> you're like training eight hours a day and like uh yes. you know kind of like it's like conditioning but also cleansing in a way i remember it's amazing you telling me that um it's like you also practice mindfulness up there as well like yes. that was yeah so what did you learn from the experience like give us a bit of an insight so um they show you a little bit of meditation um mm -hmm. not a lot um but they definitely encourage you like to practice your own mindfulness and your own like it's a beautiful temple like in the middle of the forest uh with a great view over the ancient uh town like in yeah. the bottom of the mountain 
So like you just sit there and I've been meditating before, like not a lot mm-hmm. like you have, but you know, I kind of know the basics and yeah. I was just, you know, I was, I was sitting there like after a, a long day of training with like all my body, like exhausted. And I was just yeah. like, you know, this, this is like perfect. Like this is, yeah. this is what I want to feel. I was able to concentrate and I was able to, yeah. I didn't have my phone. I didn't turn it on even. And I was just like listening to the sounds of the forest. And I was like, I mean, nature, so therapeutic. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. This is like yeah. a different life than I know until now. It's just like I working know. in the office all day or in the army in the I stress. Know, yeah. And this is like a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. And when you get there, they show you like how to behave in the temple. Of course, you have to be very quiet, mm-hmm. you know, because they're, yeah. except for training you, it's a, it's a, it's a temple, you know, like you they can, do pray yeah, and sure. they do like all kind of ceremonies. Yeah. And you have the Shifu of the temple. That's mm-hmm. like the um, sensei, basically. <laughs> and he's this old yeah. Chinese guy, like in the movies, with the long white beard mm-hmm. and the eyebrows. Oh, and man, really? He's so <laughs> Didn't he give sweet. you like a nickname? Like, he gave you like a nickname, like Weak Boy or something like that. What was the nickname he gave you? <laughs> no, that, that, was, that was my teacher. Maybe he also gave me. I don't know. But <laughs> probably. And he doesn't speak English. He my my anything, teacher, right? I had long hair. So he called me oh. Shojutu. That means like a ponytail, <laughs> basically. He gave us all oh. nicknames to the foreigners. Very nice. Um, um, no, do you know what? That sounds beautiful. And the thing is like you really, really convinced me to visit that place. But I just unfortunately ran out of time, yes, you know, while yes, I was traveling. Yes. You're not but the only person I topic. convinced. Yeah. I was traveling Dude, with you... a girl from, uh, from uh, I think it was Russia at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I just didn't stop talking about it. And she was like, okay, now I have to go there. Look what you made me do. So I sent oh, her there uh, with yeah. like directions and everything to this, to this temple. And, like and she week... had a great time. Oh yeah. yeah. A week later, I already got a picture of her with all the group of the new foreigners, you know, oh, doing all the Kung nice. Fu poses, like the ones I sent you. Yeah. So yes, she said. That's amazing. It's one of the most amazing um, uh, experiences yeah, of my that's... I do miss yeah and that's the thing like it's just like such memorable and I guess different experience that you wouldn't experience at home you know so that's why oh man recommendation for anywhere like that you know it's so hidden but such a gem it sounds like such a gem you know yeah to like experience and discover um so what's so funny is like I want to talk about um kind of like a similar-ish experience, you know, when we were backpacking. So I met uh, Hagi in Myanmar during my time there. And um, we literally, I think it was, we, we yeah, we went up, up north and you know, to Bagan. Then we all decided yes. to go to Sipo. So Sipo is like um, further north of Myanmar and it's more of like a village area. So we all decided <laughs> um, as a, like four or five of us to go on this four-day trek. And um, basically the funny, well, it wasn't funny, but um, <laughs> <laughs> the memorable part, a memorable time. So our guide, Ang, like took us to his home village. It was so, such an amazing, one of the top, I guess, uh, memories for me. You know, it was such an authentic kind of like um, cultural experience, like going out into this village with no electricity at night or anything like that. And his family was so welcoming. They literally yes. fed us like, you know, all the different vegetables that you know uh, that they grew in their gardens and basically like 
it was insane. Like they taught us, and you know, we didn't they didn't speak English, but the aunties would come and sit around the campfire yeah. with us and try to teach us, you know, certain terms and words, and just being in the moment of like looking up at the stars with no artificial light, and like we all felt so happy. It was like so yeah. memorable. And um, they they taught, remember, they taught you to make the tea leaf salad. Tea leaf salad, yeah, my favorite. To, I, I was trying to make <laughs> you, it again, but like I, I I'm, I'm so bad at it. We don't man, have the you same. You on that day, like you couldn't even cut the tea leaf properly. Like I don't know, we're like putting a bit more, more muscle into that. Come on, yeah, like, dude, <laughs> it, it's it's the salmonella people. I had salmonella in Laos, so I was I was weak. <laughs> yeah, he was weak after like the the temple. So I, I think he's. Weak. Yeah, they nearly died a yeah. couple of times. <laughs> but talking about dying, <laughs> yes, um, it was beautiful also, in this village. It was, it was. Um, we also decided to, because throughout the four-day trek, he took us through his village and, you know, we went through different routes and whatnot. And um, there was uh, one time he was like, you know what, I'll take on a different route. You know, this is going to be so beautiful, you know, like, yeah, uh, you know, very scenic and whatnot. <laughs> and um, <laughs> through the forest. Through the forest. Yeah. And um, during that time, um. Myanmar was going through a bit of a political unrest, so it was unsafe to go through certain villages, and you had to had a pass to kind of enter certain places. Um, so yeah, our guy was just like, you know what? Don't worry, guys. I'll show you. Great time. We went to this um this uh, starting point, and there were like a few army guys, and we we're like, hey, um, is it okay if we can pass this? You know, because. Well, you know, I want to take my 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 group on this uh, different route, and they're like, yeah, yeah, all good. Like, uh, two weeks ago, we had a group come through, and they had a great time, whatnot. So, <laughs> like, oh yeah, adventure, and it was such a like, you know, uh, I guess dangerous route because I remember this uh, going through this bush. It was like spiders yeah, on top bush, everywhere, right? and he, yeah, and he had to like, use his machine. The river, and the, we walked on the yeah. we walked on the tr the tree trunk, didn't we? Yeah, it was so unsafe, and then. And the thing is, like, oh, I, I just can't, like, you know, not forget about this moment where <laughs> yeah. we enter, like, this next gate and Aang was in front of me. And then um, I literally stepped over this string and then it triggered an explosive, like, literally. <laughs> so... Yeah, we literally nearly died, and it was so funny because after this time, we were all just literally so fright of, of fright or flight, and we were all so frightened we froze. And I thought that someone was shooting from a top, yeah. you know, and Aang, it was an explosion. And then you guys, you thought it was a mine. I was thought it was a mine because I I heard some mine explosion in the army. I was like, maybe it's like a yeah. smaller mine, but like I was looking to see if your leg is still there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was just like, oh my god! Fortunately, I, I literally just past the benchmark of being a miniature dwarf you know i can't lose any more of my height yes. or like <laughs> <laughs> and we backtailed um, so from we were, there so quickly. yeah it was so funny because ang was so frightened by it. he was like literally uh, shaking up and we we literally just got over it so fast the funny thing is like yeah like we nearly died but then we were like hey is anyone hungry like let's go yeah. to the next village what about and grab dinner? some dinner noodles yeah, what about dinner? Come on, man. <laughs> so we almost died. Come on. Snap out of it, you know? Like, but did Snap we die? It, no. Where, where, where's my tea leaf salad, man? Come on. <laughs> but I, I thought it was hilarious because he was so shaken up. <laughs> yeah, by, he, um, he was still whole... shaking on the way back in the cab. <laughs> thingy. We were just like, oh, yeah, whatever. You know, it's okay. Like, no one died. Yeah. It's fine. And I'm. 
I think like we developed with such a tough skin through like backpacking for so long. Yeah. I mean, the, I'm pretty sure you had so many close to death experiences. I had like it's four. Just yeah. I, I had like <laughs> I had like four. One one was salmonella. One was drowning. One was uh, I <laughs> fell over and almost broke my whole hip in Vietnam from like a bike because I never rode bikes yeah. before. Do you know uh, what? Same for me in Philippines. I mean, oh my god! Oh, if you don't have bandages around you in like Asia, that's like that's the trend. Do you know how Israelis wear um, sandals? And you would know if people are back yeah. or Asia if you have bandages on you. You know, there's just like a trend. My my friend my friend uh, made fun of me that I know like the best hospitals in like everywhere in like Cambodia and Laos and Vietnam. Oh, like, I would yeah. always end up in a hospital somehow. <laughs> yeah. Paying hundreds of dollars because hey, but what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? I think like no one can we, touch you now. We we, we have a different saying in the army for that one. Yeah. it's um, it's like uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, and what yeah. does kill you makes your mom stronger. <laughs> <laughs> that's some uh, oh man, that's some black that. humor there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but yeah, it was such an incredible time. And I'm so grateful to, to like have met you on that trip. Yeah, I mean, me we, we were, I guess we were all going through a bit of like our own kind of problems and struggle at the time. And it was just so nice to be able to meet you and um, hear kind of like what you were going through. And it, it really resonated with some of the things I was going through. And yeah, just have a friend to have uh you know these conversations with and you know kind of experience these crazy or close to death experiences <laughs> with you know and authenticity and uh it was oh such a great yeah. time like we ate so much guys i'm just saying like full village no electricity no proper toilets just a drop hole in the backyard to take a dump and um <laughs> we, would, we would literally get fed like so well like literally more like for the whole village oh, can yeah. literally eat and like, every and single meal would. they didn't know they're gonna have two israelis in that group <laughs> That you know, we can I eat know. like, you know, like crazy. Hey, but I'm like a big strong Aussie girl as well, you know. So I love my food, but oh, yeah. man, it was so much food, I, and they were just bringing it out every single minute, every single hour. Like, yeah. Hey, you're hungry again? Hey, you're hungry again? I like, told yeah. you when I was in Vietnam, I would order like four of everything because like the dishes <laughs> would be too small for me, and uh, you know, I would eat in the street, yeah. and the cooking ladies would always look like, "What's wrong with you? You're gonna die! You're gonna <laughs> eat so many banh mi!" And I was like. No, dude, this is this is like a, a snack for me, you know? I, <laughs> I'm a big boy. I need to eat. Hey, you're helping her with her business, right? So yeah, make sure take my money and make me food. <laughs> Yes. But yeah, I think it's just um, like backpacking does really teach you to overcome fear. You know, get out of your comfort yes. zone. So that's the thing I love about it. And I think yeah. backpacking also, especially if you're alone, like you're mm. not traveling with a close friend or like somebody who knows yeah. you, you can, it's much easier to like, you know, open a new, mm-hmm. uh, 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 a new, it's open to open to people, to open up to people. It's yeah. easier. Because yeah. like, you're all in the same boat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like everybody's got yeah. problems, everybody's got like fears back at home yeah. that they're trying to, you know, to stay away from, and that's it why they're would, here, that's yeah. why they're traveling. And yeah. you know, it's much easier than talking about it with your friends who know you. It just like won't be, you know. Yeah, and it's so interesting because I think like you know, um, growing up, I thought that there's certain things or things I was going through and I was so alone but when I started traveling and like you know talking to people from different like inside the world I was just like wow I didn't realize that you know everyone everywhere does go through these certain struggles as well you know and um Mm -hmm. it, it was so I guess 
enlightening in a way. I felt really like a be- like a lot better, like a heavy weight, and I felt like I was actually this is normal, you know, starting to kind of accept or uh, I guess be aware of certain struggles that I think uh, that I thought was you know um, people going to judge me if they knew that I kind of if I wanted to speak about it. But I felt so free, you know, being able to. So we became best friends in just one day. Like yeah, really we started burping in each other's faces. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but I I mean me and Yong had Literally. like. A bur- burping competition during this whole four day. No way. I literally won. Where is my, you know, I, where is my Israeli beer right now? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you guys at home can 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 vote who won. One for Nyong, oh. two for Hagi. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, it was really fun. Like uh, in Israel, like... people are very yeah. similar because of the background. We all go to the army. We all go to here. We mm. all go to there. It's a small country. Mm. You know, there's just yeah. so much you can, you know, you can find out about people. But like, yeah, when you travel, like I met you and like you told me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like a little bit about your family and where you came from, you yeah. know, Australian and uh, everything you're doing and all that. I mean, that's like a really yeah. interesting thing to me, you know. I know and I think it's like uh, it's so nice to learn about from talking to people like there's a lot of things that I don't know like you say like for history wise or uh, what's going on in your country or like for example you shocked me with you know uh, the LGBT kind of like pride press so like things that I thought was the reality you kind of like shocked me with like different like um, yeah. I guess facts and stuff and I love that you know I, I shared tea with two Iranian yeah. girls like religious mm-hmm. ones And that was really funny because I thought they were like, I thought they were like Malaysian or something. And, yeah. you know, because I always had these talks about, you know, with people because they always wanted to know about Israel and whatever, you know, from other countries. Mm. And like the moment we found out that like they're Iranian and I'm Israeli, you know, it was a bit awkward at first. Oh. But like then we yeah. started laughing about it. We were like, you know, this is really funny because we're just people, you know, we're just people. Exactly. And that's how you make all connections. Like- Exactly. It's just like politics or religion, whatnot, you know, it does kind of like cause, causes, I guess, conflict or uh, a barrier, you know, towards people wanting to connect. And I think that's like through traveling, you just forget all of that, you know, you're like, whatever, man, everyone's friends with everyone, or, you know, yeah. let's burp in each other's faces, even though they're you know, for like one day, yeah. or like, you know, let's have a fighting competition to see who's yeah. stronger. Let's and, break um, Huggy's yeah. ribs with your fists, <laughs> Yong. Well, I took it upon <laughs> myself. I, I asked her to Because I do Krav Maga, I did Krav Maga for nine years, and I was always uh-huh. uh, teasing Yong because she does um, uh, Muay Thai. Muay Thai, Muay Thai. And, yeah. you know, I, I took a chance, and I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> hey, I was just like, Krav Maga, my ass, I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well, Krav Maga is for survival, so, you know, I need to kick somebody's somebody's balls you know to run away yeah yeah so i i, I cannot do that with you you know maybe somebody with another boy or whatever <laughs> but I, i always lose to a girl <laughs> crack my ribs she's strong she's strong people don't don't mess with her don't annoy her oh no this is so funny oh my only God. only i can annoy her and it's okay we are we are friends <laughs> she knows that i'm the annoying one Uh, he is very annoying, and I I'm the better annoying. burpler. I have, a, yeah. I have, I still have that um, couch in Tel Aviv for when you come yep. over. You have yes, all that definitely. couch. Yes, definitely. From Thank IKEA. Thank you so come much. On. It's from IKEA. Yeah, 
It's from IKEA, you man. You invested quite a lot. In yeah, that. <laughs> don't make fun of my couch. <laughs> oh, never, never. Of course, I never want to ever offend you. Everybody's, in, <laughs> everybody's invited to my couch. Yes. My if you ever need a place to stay, guys, um, Hage's got an amazing IKEA llama linen wool, one hundred percent authentic um couch for you to. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. So um. I guess, like you know, we're all going through this, you know, global pandemic right now, and you know,、uh, there's there are ways of anxiety that does occur, you know. And、uh, don't get me wrong, I've also expressed this to you,、um, you know, when we caught up,、um, you know. So I found certain strategies and ways to kind of like, you know, help myself push on and whatnot. But yeah, like,、uh, what kind of advice or strategies would you like to share, or what has helped you, you know, like keep on? Um, for me, thankfully. Um,、mm-hmm. I I still kept working for now.、Mm-hmm. Like half of Israel, all of Israel is pretty much closed up right now. Yeah. But thankfully, with my job, I can work through the computer as a graphic designer through the internet. Um.、Mm-hmm. So I was not affected by it too much. But to all、mm-hmm. of of you who's you know lost their jobs or you know right now not working because of it or you know stuck in their homes.、Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Uh, this is just this is just like an era. This is just like a time, and、mm-hmm. it's gonna pass. And I think that this is actually a great time to do a lot of things that you haven't had the chance to do because you were so busy, you know, with your,、mm-hmm. your everyday life. Like take、mm-hmm. a hobby, learn to draw, learn to play the guitar,、uh, learn a language, Hebrew, young.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and connect, you know, connect with old friends, you know, people from、mm-hmm. Facebook or WhatsApp or whatever, old people that you haven't talked to for a long time, like you know how、mm-hmm. uh, Nyong found me、uh, for this、mm-hmm. for this interview, for this discussion. <laughs> and just want to make sure that you're still alive, you know, that you haven't、yes. gotten to. Yes, this is Israel after all. Everything can just change in like a day. This yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs>、um, So this is. I feel that this is a great time to try a lot of new things that you just haven't had the time to do, and、mm-hmm. that will keep you busy and that will keep you happy. And after this pandemic is over and you can go traveling, you'll feel like you learned a new thing and you didn't waste your time. For me, I started、yeah. practicing ukulele、Ooh. that I bought in Taiwan.、Uh, I just didn't、Very、have、nice. a lot of time to play it, but now that I'm、yeah. stuck at home, you know, it's wonderful. And later, I'm planning to go traveling in it,、uh, traveling with it in、uh, India. In it,、yeah. in it, yes. It's a bit bigger <laughs> than Israel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you so much for that advice. I mean, like, definitely, like, you know, find something to keep yourself busy. You know, it's it's it is hard not to focus on you know the uncertainties or the negativity or like the, watching the news or hearing like cases.、Um, Increasing daily, but if you do put your energy and focus on something else, obviously it's gonna make you feel like there's movement. So thank you for that advice, Huggy. That was beautiful. Yeah, don't focus on the negative.、Yeah. You know, just yeah, just enjoy the time you have with the people around you. Yes, for sure. But yeah, so just to wrap things up, I know you've got a few things you would like to teach、um, our listeners.、Yes. You know, say、uh, we come visit you. We need to. <laughs> <laughs> This is my favorite part. Okay. Stretch, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. So,、mm-hmm. um, 
I will teach you a few sentences in Hebrew that you can use or uh, when you come uh, traveling here in Tel Aviv or in Israel in general. Mm -hmm. And I think they're very useful. So the first one will start, and Nyong already yeah. knows it very well, is Hakol Sababa Achshari, or Achoti. So that basically means everything's chill, my brother or my sis. So this is what we say a lot in Israel, you know, especially in the beach yeah, area. Because yeah. like, you guys are so chilled, like surfy dudes yeah, and gals. I, yeah, you know, you. I mean, a lot of people here are uptight and stressed, you know, because of the situation. Yeah. So you got to... Mm -hmm. You gotta tell them like, actually, chill, you know, everything will be chill, right, bro. bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and well, I was preparing a few more sentences. I was like trying to find any good ones. Mm -hmm. And what I found out is that for some reason, a lot of Israeli Hebrew sentences, when you just translate the letters into English, like the whole sentence, <laughs> the meanings come out very, um, you know, like very weird. So like murderous, <laughs> <laughs> very, yeah, I, 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 well, you'll be the judge yourself. So, okay, let's try it. Okay. If yeah. you want to tell somebody that, you know, they annoy you, especially in Tel Aviv, because there's no parking space and you want to tell him, <laughs> I'm going to kick your ass. So you'll tell him. That's, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to beat your ass. That yeah. translates to, like, if I take the words, that translates in English to, I'm going to eat you without salt. <laughs> without salt. Uh, well, that is so threatening. I mean, like, <laughs> without salt, I will eat you. Um, okay. Next one is, this is for the girls here. The girls here who are yeah. going to, Come. We gotta defend and protect ourselves. Yes, yeah, for sure. protect yourself. You know, if you come here to the beach in Tel Aviv or beautiful beach yeah. to get some sunbathing, whatever, some tanning get, uh, done. Got your bikini out, you know. Yeah, you your bikini out and whatever. Yeah. And you know, the first thing that will happen is like if you're foreign, some Israeli guy will come up to you and you know start to make a move on you. You know, start to <laughs> want to ask you out, like where are you from, and this and that. Yeah. So, I'll tell you how you can reject him. Perfect. Uh, you can tell him, "Atachai uh, That means like, dude, you're having a fantasy. Like this is ain't gonna happen. You're like imagining things. So, "Chai <laughs> literally translates to "You are living in a movie." <laughs> living in a movie. That's so weird. <laughs> And well, it does make sense, you know. Movies can be a bit of fantasy, but okay. Yeah, you're living in a movie, man. It ain't gonna happen. <laughs> Never. I'm too good for you, Israeli. Never gonna happen. Israeli yeah. guy. And if he's like becoming dramatic all of a sudden, and you know, he's a we are sensitive men, young. We are sensitive, <laughs> rough. Like, yeah, good, you know, when you touch the ego. Good looking man, you know that. You've seen me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So all of a sudden he gets dramatic and he's like, why? Please, please go, you know, go out with me just one time. Have a drink with me. Why not? Why not? What's wrong? You say to him, like, you know, he's being dramatic and this and that. You say, like, uh, like, stop making drama, you know, all this shit. So that literally translates to 
stop eating movies. <laughs> so right now he is eating movies. Okay. This whole... So first he's living in the movie. Yeah, then first he's eating living the movie. the movie. Now he's eating the movie. Full fantasy. Yeah. Yes, we have a lot of movies. Um, <laughs> if you mm-hmm. want to tell somebody like he's giving you directions or something, you know, in the street, yeah. like where you want to go, or whatever, you're asking for directions, and he's just talking because. Yeah. You know, in Hebrew, we talk English so bad. We have to, this is the how we talk, you know? So <laughs> this is the Israeli accent for all of you who doesn't know that. Yeah. Um, so you want to tell him, like, slow down, man, like, step by step. You say, para, para, okay? Para, para? Para, para, like P. Para, para. Oh, para, okay. Para. That's yeah, easy, that's huh? really sweet. Yeah. Do you know what it means? What does it mean? Cow, cow. There's two cows. So first cow is the first thing and second cow is the next thing. That's two cows. Okay, gotcha. Why is it cow? So it's not really insulting then. You're like, slow down, slow down. Like, cow, cow. Yes. Cow, cow. Like, slow down. Like, step by step. You know, one by one. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. This one was difficult for me when I was just, like, starting to travel because I was never traveling alone. Mm-hmm. And in Israel, like, we do have, like, all types of cafe, you know, in uh-huh. coffee houses. But the favorite type of cafe for Israelis is called uh, Café Fouch. Café Fouch mm-hmm. is like basically kind of like a cappuccino or a latte. But I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know why in Hebrew we call it just Café Fouch. This is what it is. Oh, and mm-hmm. what it translates to, and this is like my first big problem in Vietnam when I was asking for this cafe. It's called Upside Down Coffee. <laughs> it's Upside Down why i don't know <laughs> so the poor girl in the coffee shop in vietnam when i just landed out just i like, was asking for an upside down coffee, upside down coffee. <laughs> she was looking at me like okay you came from the moon just now like what is upside down coffee and i was like come on it's coffee, coffee oh with God. milk and she said latte and i said i don't know what's latte but okay <laughs> oh my come God. on people hey now you know right you learn yeah. something new when the, you mo- the more you know yeah, the more you know. Um, yeah. This is uh, Nyong's favorite sentence. You heard it uh, already, but I think you guys will like it as well. So mm-hmm. this is like, uh, you know, like you're talking to some Israeli guy in a bar and he starts like, yeah. you know, he tells you, yeah, I've been to Australia and I traveled here, I traveled there. And, you know, he's mixing up a lot of stuff. Like he's saying Sydney is like on the North Coast or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah like talking shit, basically. It, yeah, he's like, you know, talking out of out of his butt. Ass. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to censor him myself. Yeah. So um, <laughs> you're telling him like, dude, you're you're mixing things up. You're mixing things up. So we say, yeah. um, and that literally trans- transmits to, translates to, don't make a salad. <laughs> Because like mixed, I guess. Yeah, mixed that makes sense. You know, don't mix your your freaking salads. Yeah, this no. one is this one is Nyong's favorite. So whoever you know she's interviewing next, tell her don't make a salad, Nyong. That's not how it is. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, when something terrible happened, when something bad happened, mm-hmm. you're like, oh my god, this 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 terrible thing just happened. You say the alapanim, alapanim. So that means um, it's on the face. <laughs> on the face. Oh my god! I, I just it's so funny how it translates into such 
Yeah, and I mean, there's so many. I just, I'm just giving you like a few funny examples, but there's even like crazier stuff than that. Um, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you walk in the streets and you see Mm -hmm. a mother and like uh, a baby (laughs) or like a little kid or whatever, and then all of a sudden the mother turns to the little kid and screams, "Die! Die! Die! Die!" Like (laughs) D.I.I. Don't call yeah. the police. That literally trans- That literally means stop it. Enough. <laughs> Die. Because didn't you say that like this happened to your sister in Australia? Like no, she to, was just yelling at her. To my aunt. She yeah. She lives in, in Australia aunt, with yeah. her kid, and they yeah. speak Hebrew because they're like Israelis. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. was, you know, the kid was very annoying. And in the middle of the street, my aunt just lost it and started screaming at her like, "Die! Die! Die!" <laughs> And she said, everybody, like, turned around and, you know, cell phones in reach. Yeah. Already started to call the police. Like, this woman is going to kill that kid, you know. Take this child away. Yes. (laughs) So we are very violent people. I just know that. (laughs) Oh, this. I wouldn't have to get The next one, this this also, uh, Nyong likes this one, more about Mm -hmm. violence. Um, (laughs) When you come to Israel and you have the delicious hummus. (laughs) The most delicious hummus in the whole Middle East. Sorry, Lebanon. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and he started war. Now, okay? Yeah, I'm starting. I'm starting a conflict here, Nyong, on your podcast. This is getting political. Okay, um, <laughs> we're making peace. Um, yeah. So you're going to say this is like delicious. This is so delicious. This is amazing. So you say a hummus is a taim retzach. So taim retzach literally translates to Tasty murder. <laughs> I can't get over this one. I love that one so yes. much. <laughs> so next time you eat something delicious, like a hamburger or whatever, you say, this is yeah. tasty murder. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yes. And I have the last one for you guys. Mm-hmm. This one I already uh, told Nyong. This is how I feel. So when you... Aww. oh, When you... I know, I'm, I'm so sweet. When you want to say to somebody um, that you you uh, think they're great and they're awesome and like all that, they're a great person, you say "Nyong animetalaich." Uh, I think you're awesome. So that literally translates to "I am dying on you." <laughs> so much. So death. dramatic. So, so dramatic. dramatic, but I like the passion within that. You know, yes. when you think someone's awesome, you've got to say, I'm dying on you, man. Yeah, you're freaking, I'm dying on you. I'm dying. You know? <laughs> Please tell it to, to one you of your me... friends. I'm dying on yeah. you. You make me lose my breath anytime, any moment. I'm dying on you. I'm dying on you. <laughs> yes. So this is a Love it. Hebrew 101, things to say, things not to say. <laughs> Come visit me. I'm very lonely. In the corona. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, we we'll definitely, definitely will have to come and visit you. Yes. Like, oh man, like I definitely have to try your famous hummus, you know. Yes. So that's definitely on the list. I need to invest in some Jesus sandals as well to obviously fit in. I'll, get, I'll get you some. I'll get you some. You'll be one Thank of you us. So much. <laughs> I can be one of you. You'll be one of us. But um. Yeah. You know, um, overall, it's so lovely to, yeah, have you on board and giving, um, you know, valuable advice as well. And 
good to hear that you're keeping well and healthy. Thank but you. other than that, you know, um, there's a lot to look forward to. And I am looking forward to, you know, seeing you again. And hopefully you'll be better. Your Krav Maga. We're going to have like another birthing <laughs> and wrestling match. Again, I'm going so. to die. Oh, my God. I need a doctor. <laughs> you are dying on me anyway. So I'm you dying know, you on gotta... you already. That's true. That works. That works. Perfect. Well, yeah, there you go. Have it, listeners. I hope you guys enjoy this. And um, yeah, if you ever decide to visit beautiful Tel Aviv, Hage will be more than happy to have you. And he'll take you around and feed you a whole lot of hummus. Okay? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Thank and, you. And uh, teach you a lot of Hebrew. Okay. And Catch right now food. I'm going to say, I'm yeah, going to say, Lehitraot. So Lehitraot in Hebrew literally means, well, it means goodbye, but it literally means see you again. That's how you say goodbye. I'll see you again. Lehitraot. 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 Yes. Thank you so much. Okay. Welcome. Bye. Bye, everybody.